You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. In the first series of this daily podcast, we'll be reading the 24 chapters of the book of Luke. It's our prayer as you study this account of the life of Jesus this Advent season, you'll wake up Christmas morning with a fresh perspective of who and why we celebrate Christmas. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Luke, Chapter 16 Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you can no longer be manager. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? Nine hundred gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it four hundred and fifty. Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, 
while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. I can so identify with um, this situation Jesus finds himself in. I'm looking towards the verse 15, and uh, really leading up to that, he's talking about um, this parable of the shrewd manager and how we manage and steward the things that God provides to us. And each person has their own piece that they manage, they steward, whether that's, whether that's resources like tangible stuff or uh, whether it's opportunities or capacity or intelligence or whatever the case may be, charisma. But he's talking about at the end, he brings it home with verse 13, no one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money, right? And then verse 14, oh my gosh, I'm like getting all excited about it. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and they were sneering at Jesus. So I don't know if you remember me saying earlier um, in this series that like I like to visualize things. So I'm trying to imagine like this big group of people hanging out like, you know, wherever they were at. And then a bunch of them are hearing this and they're like making that face, like that like <laughs> rude, scrunched eyebrow, like twisted lip, like whatever face, like this sneering. And I just feel like if I was Jesus, I'd be like, oh, I see that face and I'm coming for you. And so then he just says to them, you're the ones, it's you. Like, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. So interestingly enough, like he just straight up calls them out. So be wary of sneering at Jesus because mm -hmm. he's coming for you. Yeah. No, I'm just joking, but he did. So what? how do we know for sure with what Jesus is saying, whether we've truly surrendered ourselves to not just Jesus, but the ways of the kingdom? Well, I like the other part of that verse uh, of 13, right? Not only does it say you can't serve two masters, but it's this intense idea of, and one, you're going to hate, and one, you're going to absolutely love, right? Like there's... There's almost this, this point of extremes, right? So if you think you're just going to be able to toe the line, follow all the rules, and mm -hmm. as Jesus has later forced your way into the kingdom of heaven by following the law, actually it's really going to come down to one of these extremes. Yeah. And you either love what God has for you and how he wants you to live, or you're going to hate that and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, that uh, the way that the Pharisees seem to hate and not love um, is illustrated here in this parable of the shrewd manager uh, by, you know, this manager who uses his, who goes and cuts the debts down of uh, the, you know, right. these debtors who owe his master money. And then the master commends him for it. Uh, and Jesus is making the point essentially that in our resources, we should be generous as well uh, to others and use what God's given us in a generous way, and that that's actually, in the kingdom's economy, the shrewd thing to do, 
And I think the Pharisees, they equated, um, they were puffed up and they, they equated their wealth to the, uh, the acceptance by Christ. They thought if they had all the money that they must be doing something right and they're yeah, accepted in the beloved, they mm -hmm. we're puffed up, we're everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I must be because I've got all the wealth. Mm -hmm. um, so actually what that done is put themselves on the throne of their own lives mm -hmm. instead of putting Christ on the wow. throne. They were uh, just thinking that uh, in their self-righteous self, they were puffed up. Yeah, I kind of think about how I, all of us probably have in our minds what the ideal living situation is. You know, it's kind of the American dream, right? And that if we get to that, then we are upstanding citizens and we can, and then Jesus' invitation is like, hey, actually, why don't you come live this radical life of self-giving and of openness to the world and uh, a life that's not all about sort of the pretensions that we, uh, you know, try to put on or whatever, and a life that's not about our images of ourselves that we portray, but is this radical call to selfless love. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.